House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. We are back with the House of Run podcast. I am Kevin. He is Jason. Run at gmail.com. The email address. Last episode, we teased our Ted Lasso Season 3 preview pod at the end of the pod. We never got to it because the show went 100 minutes. I don't think we're going to get to it tonight either, Jason. A lot of stuff going on. Too much stuff. So when does Ted Lasso premiere so we can do a self-indulgent... It's like mid-March, Okay, right? so we could do that later, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got time. Okay. As long as, as long, yeah, as long as we get it out the Friday before it, it premieres, because we release shows on Fridays exclusively, uh, March 15th. Oh, so we have a little bit of time. We have at least yeah. one or two more shows before then. Because listen, the point of a podcast is to have a captive audience when you talk about something completely different than the subject of your podcast, right? Yes. That's why you do it. That's why you build up the audience to convince yourself that people are actually going to care about your opinions on television or movies or music or whatever it may be right and now we have people who listen to the show we can convince ourselves delude ourselves into thinking man i wonder what kevin and jason's take is on nate this season (laughs) (laughs) well here's the thing yeah there's at least six people that have that exact thought though so we'll do yeah, it. Those maybe everyone else who listens are like, oh man, really? Yeah, guys. But guys. We usually do it at the end of the episode, so it's all right. Yeah, that's coming up. But first, we have track to talk about. Man. Oh, quite a bit happened, Jason. We have world records, we had a US championship, we had a very eventful world cross country championship, and we had basically our favorite genre of thing to talk about in the history of the show. Wouldn't you say well, I guess it's between doubles and event switching, right? And this mm. yeah, kind of way up there. And this is the hybrid of both of them with Michael Norman. Yeah. Because it could be a double, maybe, down the line, and then an event switch. So we'll get to that. Um gosh, I mean overall, where do you wanna where do you wanna start? I hmm. I guess you know, let's give cross country its due. This is the one time I'm gonna give cross country first Wow. First billing. What'd you it think? It was fun. You, it was really fun. You went through all the races. You liked it. Great course. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. It was, it was a good time. Um, it was just like, uh, it was kind of like, you know, this is more. This is the kind of cross country. I, I, I think I like a little bit more mm-hmm. than like, you know, maybe a faster golf course <laughs> type event. Yeah. Um, like this was just, you know, it was kind of a mess. Uh, there were people, you know, hitting the wall. There were, you know, Oof. it was just oh, yeah. the weather got brutal. Like, it was kind of just, and, and like, I mean, we, we said last week, like, how good the fields were coming in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got Cheptegei v. Kipolimo v. Camor. You had yeah. Latenza Bet-Gaday. You had, I thought the 4x2K was exciting. Um, that was fun. I think the 4x2K cross should replace the mixed gender 4x4. Done. Even though it would have to take place on a cross-country course, and I don't know the feasibility of that. Hey, I, everyone, yeah, if you could put it together, a world championship or Olympics, you could find a cross-country course, you know? I'm nominating the, we haven't had this award category yet, but I'm going to nominate it. Mm. I'm going to create one in honor of 
the uh, Anchorman franchise. Yeah. Franchise. How many Anchormans were there? Two. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> well, kind of three. There was the the one they made exclusively out of the second storyline from the original Anchorman. What's your favorite Anchorman line? <sighs> Milk was a bad choice, probably. Okay. Well, it's not that. It's boy that escalated quickly. I mean, that's probably the one I use the most often. I'm nominating the women's race yeah. for the Boy That Escalated Quickly award for 2023. And maybe part of it was that I don't know what camera angle you saw, but when they were coming on the home stretch, did you only see G'day or did you see Chibet there too? Yeah, I I, I kind of only saw G'day and then – Same. Yeah. It was, I was confused. I was like just a little lost. And I was just like, man, I hope, you know, obviously, I mean, she's okay, but like, but it's weird didn't... seeing a, you know, world record holder, like kind of person, you know, not someone who's just like making their, uh, you know, that we're, that we're getting to learn their name. And this is what happened. It's like, no, they just hit the, hit the wall with what, 400 to go or whatever it was. No, it's like 50 to go. That's the thing. That's what was yeah. weird about it is, you didn't really see her, at least from the where I was watching from. I'm rewatching it again now. I just need to yeah, experience this again. She she doesn't look great, but she also it's not like Chep the guy from a couple editions ago where he was all over the place and falling apart. And Chibet passes her, and then she falls down, and then the race is over. Right? It all happened within a ten second span. It's it. it G'day's going for the win. Nope. Okay, she's gonna lose. Okay, now she's on the ground, and the whole thing is over. <laughs> it just blink yeah. It was of an between eye. like, yeah. It, at first, it was like, wait, did she like trip and injure herself, or did she just collapse from? Like, it was hard to tell what happened. This race, more than any other race, does that. Cr- cross country in general does it to people. It does it to high schoolers, collegians, and also the best runners in the world. Like we saw this in Aarhus. We saw it in Uganda with Cheptegei. Remember. Joshua Chepter guy is a car that has run out of gas. One of the greatest yep. lines in all of so good. commentary. Well, what was it? Bermuda. Everyone got off to a good start was also yeah, good. Everyone got off to a great start. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites. Like Carifta Games, like 10 years ago, maybe? I don't know. Oh, it fantastic. was just, it was strange. Yeah, you don't expect to see it from G'day. But even from anybody, there weren't any signs that she was going to collapse until she was already falling down. Maybe other people saw stuff early on. I didn't, because she made the move... She passed on the last lap, too. If she was out front forever, and then all of a sudden she started getting reeled in, you're like, oh, man, she hit a wall. Yeah, you kind of see it. Yeah, see it happening. Yeah, in slow motion. This was just, okay, the world record holder has made her move. Gold medalist has made her move. She's going to the front. She's going to cruise in. And then it was all going to plan, and then it all wasn't. And maybe it is because the difficulty of the course or just the unique nature of the course. Right? Yeah. You don't practice slaloming around tires going up a hill very often. Not something you're doing in workouts. I thought her world record 10K had some tires, no? <laughs> had some pacing lights, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously it's someone who, yeah, I mean, you're a 5K, 10K world record holder. Like, you've found a way to push your body to the limit, you would think. Uh, but then cross country has a different idea getcha. of what the limit is. Getcha. Get you. Rears its head and bites you, Jason. What did you? Okay, so I I did the math though. Yeah, because she got DQ'd because two dudes from the Ethiopian team ran onto the course and picked her up immediately. It was it was 
reminded me a bit of when a NBA player falls down at the baseline and then three teammates sprint over <laughs> to help yeah. him up in a show of aggressive teamwork. This was just – but this gets you DQ'd. But even if she didn't get DQ'd, she would have gotten fifth I fig- at best if she got up on her own. And Ethiopia still would have lost. Yeah, and it's hard to – I mean, like, it's one thing, you know. I mean, it, it still takes a little bit of time for, for the, the help to get there, right? So it's like she's she's not moving towards the finish line. Right, right, right. Right, you know, it's like – it'd be one thing. It's like, hey, she's so close. Like, she's just got to do it. But it's just like she's facing the opposite direction. Um, yeah. She just collapsed. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna beat up anybody too bad for, for helping her out there. No, I've never run in World Cross, but I've fallen meters from a finish line, and I know That's how hard true. it is to get. I am an expert on this. I do have personal experience. Once your legs are done, they're done. That's why I said best case scenario, she would have finished fifth. Yeah, and yeah, and it would have been a it would have been a tough tough to watch. I wonder if it did cost them the team title. Though I wonder what would have happened. To them. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been a I talking mean, to to those two gentlemen. Who right? Yeah, it's just like like I said. I feel like if she's moving towards the finish line, you leave her. She was down. They but didn't if she's know. resigned to like not moving. You know, I mean, you know, then you just go, hey, let's 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 help out our help out our teammate here. I think you got to well, you have to know that you're going to DQ the person, so you have yes. to really be worried about their health if you're going to do it. But you also have to figure that the people in charge of taking care of athletes and their health. I'm sure there's medical personnel on site. You also have to not be confident that they're going to do their. I don't know. You can't you can't do that, right? You just can't. I get it. It's like a instant reaction. It's a very, very human reaction. But if this was a crowded finish, you can't have people running in off the side of the course from, no. from different teams pulling people up. And obviously, you can't do that in terms of it being within the rules. But Kenya won. They would have won anyway. Uh, we didn't even talk about Chibet, who got the who got the win. She's a world championship silver medalist. And credit her. She was in position to take advantage of the of – the, of G'day, not the fall because she fell after she passed her, but just the the slowdown, the cratering of G'day in that in that last stretch after the tires. Tires get you. It's either the billabong, the vineyard, or the tires. One of those things that's, that what's mm. on the back of my cross country shirt that I wear everywhere. <laughs> Got all these cool. You know how cross country shirts have such cool mottos. It's, oh yeah. I hope World Cross's like shirt said that. It's the billabong that gets you. I hope, yeah, no, I hope they have some really just like heavy Gildan coffee, uh, cotton, not coffee, uh, Gildan co- cotton t-shirts that they hand out to all the runners afterwards. Just like sponsors all over there. <laughs> uh, men's race, Kip Limo over Chepty Guy. Is Kip Limo now the best runner in the world? Unquestionably, yes. Okay, good. This, this translates directly to track. Next topic. Um, I mean, Kip great. Like, we already knew that, obviously. Um but uh, yeah, I mean it's an impressive victory for sure to 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 have. You know, I mean he was he would have been among the favorites, you know, coming in. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that's a that's that's nice. It's a nice win. Aragawi second. Kenya wins the team race. They went four, five, six, seven with uh, Camor up there. But yeah, Camor looked good too. Yeah, I mean like you know Kipolimo, Aragawi, Cheptegai, Camor, like that's and Candy. Like I mean, all, the top five is a—it's uh, a really good top five. So I mean, that's 
so this, out of 17 seems oh, fast yeah of course yeah for the <laughs> like, amount of honestly. the amount of tires that you had to run around that's pretty fast man absolutely i'm gonna ask this question and we've talked about it before i understand i'm repeating myself at this point but why is and, and this may be a obvious answer yeah as a whole you look at all the teams in the structure can you take this seriously say decently so medium level did did ethiopia take this seriously about the same did uganda take this seriously yes okay so why is it i'm gonna give uganda just a yes because you have complete mulchip to get right there well and i would say kenya did and and the one one of the races where i didn't think kenya did take it seriously was the relay and they freaking won so what do i know i'm an idiot right right? they had a 336 guy outrun Stuart mcswin so clearly I'm going to give them credit for it. I think they took it seriously. I just... Yeah, take it seriously. I mean, like, so yes, but I guess I was going with like, hey, did they send their absolute, you know, top squad? No, but they sent a good squad. They sent, I would say, A minus, maybe yeah, B, B pretty, plus. Yeah, say, I was going to say B plus, yeah. The U.S. didn't. Obviously, the U.S. didn't because they sent whoever finished high up at the qualification for this meet, which is what they have to do. But it's not just about the U.S., though. It's about pretty much everybody else. Some countries didn't even send teams. Some countries sent really small teams. There was only 84 finishers in the women's race. I don't know about the men's race, but the junior races were relatively small. So my question was, why is it only the countries that can afford to screw around aren't with this? Yeah. And the countries that can't are, and maybe it's because, hey, they know they're going to be in the mix for a gold medal. So Kenya, Ethiopia, Uganda are going to send their best people because they want to get a gold medal. And maybe these other countries don't feel that way. And the U.S., it's not a – there's not a countrywide decision. Like Joe Biden's not out there at the State of the Union saying we're going to prioritize World Cross this year. It's a bunch – it's a series of individual decisions because if you right. showed up – if Grant Fisher showed up at U.S. Cross and finished in that top group, he's going to World Cross. There's nothing – so it's not, it's not as if a federation decides. But – whether or not you're a country where it's all a bunch of independent decisions or you're a country where it's more centralized and there's a top-down decision, only a few countries are taking this seriously. And it bothers me because I like this. I like this meet. I got to admit, I like it. Yeah. No, it's a fair It's a fair point for sure. Um, part of it, obviously, is those are the best you know, countries. So that, like you said, they're most likely to win you know, medals. So they're more likely to send their guys. But also... With Kenya and Ethiopia in particular, the depth is out of control. Where the the twentieth best guy in Kenya is better than the third, fourth best guy in the U.S. Maybe <laughs> at this particular thing. Um, sure, but Jeffrey Camor is a name, right? Keep, keep, no, for sure, it's still a really good team. But it's like they could still send, you know, f- four guys from their top ten. And that's still an A squad. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe where answer my question. you know, and maybe maybe you, I mean, you look at the the U.S. men. So you go, and it's not just U.S. Like I said, but let's just go Chalanga, Bohr. It's like both those guys are top ten U.S. guys for sure. But the drop off is so much bigger. It's just like the depth. It just cannot be understated for for Ethiopia and Kenya. Just the amount of guys they have across steeple 
five 5k 10k half marathon marathon like they're yeah. you know there's just they're constantly leaving out great guys in in these events or, or you know they're getting someone who's finishing sixth and they're not really getting the notice because they're the third or fourth kenyan in that case so it's like i you know i agree it's still a really good team but it's just like man when you have that kind of insane depth it's just like if there's the secondary you know whatever sprinting thing like it's like the u.s could like send this really kind of like oh okay well yeah. You know, Bramell didn't show up, and, and Coleman wasn't there, Lyles wasn't there, but we still have four of the best seven guys there because it's just like the, the, it's a comical amount of depth. But isn't Cam Moore's first string, right? Cam Moore's first string, you know, Kiplimo and Chepta guy. I mean, Uganda, those, like those guys are, you know, yeah, top, top, top levels, obviously. Um, Candy, 57 minute half marathoner, and then you have Abenyo, Kenya's third guy. He's a 1250 f- uh, 5K runner. But how many 1255k runners do they have? 1254. Well, I don't know. Like, some of these guys have won diamond leagues and stuff. And I get it. If you want to use a sprint analogy, I guess there's U.S. sprinters who have won diamond leagues who we wouldn't put in the top four. But I. For Ethiopia. Borrega ran for Ethiopia? <laughs> there's just. <laughs> the U.S. has people who can, ru- who can run near that level. A couple, I would say. And just none. Yeah, there's them, a couple. Yeah. None of them wanted to run. And then you go to the relay, which. I get it. Four by two K. And again, this isn't just about us. I'm talking about pretty much everybody outside that group or three and Australia. Australia gets credit. Australia, but they're competing at home. They want home have, team. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good, have a good showing. But I just, I enjoyed the course. I enjoyed watching the races. I enjoyed that. It just showed me how fun this can be. If, you feel like you're watching a significant race. And when when you have a gold, silver, bronze of Kiplimo, Aragawi, and Cheptegei, and on the women's side, you have G'day, you have Beatrice Trebet, like you have actual medalists from the track, you're going to get into it because you, you feel like you're watching something significant. Like you're, you're watching a race that really matters. And I wish more of the world would participate in it. For sure. No, I, I don't, and I don't disagree for sure. Cause it would be obviously a much even more fun, you know, obviously those teams would still probably dominate, but it would be a lot more fun. Um, <clears throat> at least, you know, from an individual standpoint, yeah. Where would Grant Fisher finish in this race? Like that's a, it's a fun thing to wonder, right? Um, it's like cross country, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a matter of where it falls and, you know, cross country is big, you know, a bigger thing, um, in Ethiopia, Kenya, et cetera, than it is in the U S I mean, college kids run, two cross country races a year. So I can't really yeah. pretend that this is, this is surprising at all. Um, and it's like, I mean, it's not the same, but looking at us indoors, I'm like, come on, what that was, what was that mean? Well, right, right. <laughs> that, was, that was awful. I mean, sorry to everyone who ran, you guys are great, but that it's a joke. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Do you, we, I have a really long message from Alan who went to the meet world cross. Oh yeah. Read it. Yeah, please. All right, here we go. Uh, longtime friend and I, who are both athletics fans and fitness uh, runners, I'm more of a Roganeer and bushwalker than runner. However, athletics is a sport I follow. Traveled up for the day from Sydney, 400-kilometer uh, round trip. Great day. Had some sore stomach muscles from laughing and chatting like a pair of cheap Roy and HGs. 
I have just a lot of references I don't understand. By the time <laughs> we arrived at Mount Panorama, we rarely miss the peak athletics event in Sydney from year to year, whatever that may be, World Juniors, Sydney Track Classic, Olympics, etc. Uh, it talks about the weather. It was hot. Wet, uh, also, rain was on the radar. Um, it didn't coalesce until the storm front passed through at the beginning of the men's senior event. Storm front that hit Bathurst hit Sydney 200 kilometers away at the same time. Cloud cover was not obvious. Whilst on the course, as I noticed, it was in the TV coverage. I watched the full replay on Sunday at home. Um, let's talk about the billabong here. I mean, I think we pretty pretty awesome billabong. If you're going to rank your favorite billabongs, uh, he said it was pretty comforting, uh, confronting to see a youngster close their eyes whilst running as they exit the mud of the billabong and then start to wobble on their feet. Sure enough, uh, he collapsed. He's talking about a runner in the junior race. About 20 meters up the hill. Hope he and a couple others who collapsed are healthy and recovered well. Um, oh, here we go. The races. Oh, they were bloody fantastic. Love it. The relay. Jessica Hall lit the place up with her smile and clear excitement to be there to race. Yeah, her leg was insane. When uh, Let me continue. I was amongst the crowd in what we I will call the hammerhead, sandwiched between the forest grove, the mountain straight, at the top of the Chican, Chican straight and transition point to continue a lap or turn right to run down the finish line. Go Ollie, go Jessica, etc. Nearly lost my voice in the first race. The crowd was running from one spot to another as the races moved around the course and the relay change point, changeover point was within touching distance. Uh, not much else to say except it was so much fun and the crowd was excited. It was sunny and hot before the race started. The hairs of my Stood up on the back of my neck and nearly felt like crying. It started really during warm up. Where did that come from? This is that home country pride, man. Um, it. Says you watch the junior races from the Billabong. Some of the team results were obvious and others not. So I knew your USA teams were close. However, it wasn't until later I realized how well they were running. Yeah, bronze is on both the men's and the women's side. They looked good out there, as did most of the other athletes. Um, senior women watching the finish straight. Could see the TV broadcast screen. If you watch the TV broadcast, we're standing in line with a convertible race parked along the mountain straight. So fast, so exciting. Um, oh, good day. Here's his good day opinion. Uh, look at the TV broadcast in the Billabong to finish in the la- last lap. Look at Looked at her at the top of the course before the forest groove. There's a hitch in her stride at least twice. That happens a number of times from now on. She also looked over her shoulder twice before the grove. Okay, see, I didn't see that, so that's... He said live... Track side, see her fly past. No obvious distress. Um, she emerges from the top of the tire chicanes, and she is in strife, not quite going up and down. However, the stride is looking that way. Then Chabet comes into view. It is on. Everybody, I think, senses it is on. Somehow, Gade gets around the turn past us. However, my peripheral vision, I can see Chabet, uh, and she has had the mind to sh- run the tangent. So smart under pressure. She is running the tangent. It is on. Gade is down. Then her unwise and overexcited countryman Fail her, she was going to be disqualified. Sadly, then my countrywoman hoves into view and has the wobbles. Did she or did she didn't she finish? She had to look up later. Um, uh, yeah, and more in the men's race. And then uh, why Bathurst? Because a modern international standard motoring racing track has facilities and assets to look after the athletes and all that comes along. So pretty cool. Um, this is Alan, he, a Sydney cider with a soft spot for Bathurst. P.S. Bondi Beach was made up of granite and sand, i.e. large grange. Bathurst is in the central tablelands of New South Wales. 
and granite forms a large part of that. And he's sent along some pretty cool pictures. One of the, uh, looks like the start of the race and then out of the billabong for that junior race. The billabong, it looks so cool on, on TV, but like if you're running it, you just hate it. You just absolutely hate it. <laughs> cool, it yeah. gets to run through a bunch of mud again. Yeah, it looked brutal, um, but I mean, it was, yeah, it was fun to watch. Yeah. All right, so I'm sure we missed some stuff. Again, the relay I liked. I thought Australia would win. Kenya got. I was hope. Yeah, I was hoping Australia. I was hoping Australia would win too. I mean, I'm glad they medaled, but yeah, they uh, they were. I mean, it was a it was a good race. Yeah, them Ethiopia silver. Uh, U.S. got fifth in the relay. Wen Yoni ran really well for an 800 runner. He beat Oliver Hoare, which I did not think was possible. And as I mentioned, McSwain had that lead and got caught by uh, Munguti from Kenya. All right. What's next? We did cross. Good job. Didn't cross is good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, that's Femke Bowl. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Femke. She, she uh, man, sub 51. <laughs> Noah called it early. I'm, you, you can't be dismissed. I think, you know, yeah, I'm dismissive of it. Um, and I now it's dismissive. like, this is yeah. not, that's not a crazy take at all. I'm surprised Noah didn't write it. Well, we got some Noahs writing in, but we didn't get. Noah about Femke Bowl writing in. He did uh, tweet oh, he, me. Oh, okay, okay. All he did was was just give me one of the uh, just a little uh, emoji with the with the eyeglass or with the uh, mm. monocle. Just a little, just hey, hey, what's going on here? So that's oh. all you need to do is when you make a great call in advance. And hey, it's it's not a <laughs> foregone conclusion, but she has gotten better. Um, I don't care what anyone thinks of indoor four hundreds. She ran forty nine two indoors. Um, yeah, I think, I think she's probably the second best four hundred meter runner and four hundred meter hurdle runner in the world, and that's not like a hot take at all at this point. Um, but like, and it's also who knows if Sydney got better, like even more insane. But it's it's reasonable to think Femke might have closed the gap. Sydney still might be overwhelming favorite, but I think it's possible to be like, well, things are getting closer. Forty nine two. Yeah. Oldest running event world record in the sport. <laughs> wow. Gone. <clears throat> Gone. That's a fun that's a fun stat. I mean the yeah. indoor four hundred, would you say it's a bit of an ambiguous event? Yes, that's fair. But this is an unambiguous result, Jason Halpin. Well said. You know, I do this for a living. Okay. <laughs> Even if you think she's only gonna improve marginally outdoors. It's get forty nine one, forty nine flat, forty eight nine. Yeah, I think she's a forty eight runner for sure. All um, those things are possible. Yeah, and then I'm starting to count it and just figure out how many people are ahead of her. And it's a very very short list, and a lot of it is just going to depend on what Sydney McLaughlin Lavroni decides to do. Does she double? Does she run just the four hurdles? Does she run just the open four? Because I think if Bull avoids her, she could get gold. I think we forget about Paulino at our peril, though. She was sub 49. No, Paulino's very, very good. Yeah, she would be, you know, the next in line. I don't think I think Mo's going to run the quarter this year. I think she'll run the 800. So it's a very short list. It's a very short list, and I wonder perhaps she would enter both of them going into world championships. And then just 
try to get some hints about what Sydney's doing. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, she's a, I think she's for sure a medalist in both. Um, you know, and then if you have Sydney, you know, whether she's going to do the double or if she's, yeah, if she's going to do one. I mean, is Sydney, so if, if, if Femke finds out in May that Sydney's for sure doing the double, do you go, all right, we're going all in on one of these. I mean, obviously probably depends on how she's running at that point and you know what, what she's doing, but do you try to go all in to try to upset her in one or do you try to do also, also double and see if, you know, whatever, whatever you end up with. I think the schedule there's for worlds is they, Oh, they're written close succession. To, like they overlap each other basically, but there's one day it's like, it's a first round of one and a second round of the other maybe. Yeah. So I think you can't take it for granted that someone would be that fresh. So I think you do one. Yeah, you just do one. You do, you know, whatever one you're you're doing better in. Yeah, because if she drops, you know, if she drops fifty one low. You know, yeah. early mid season, then it's kind of like, all right, see your move, Sydney, and like uh, that'd be fascinating to to kind of see how that how that shakes out. What do you think? Well, we don't know because we actually haven't seen Sydney run a, a four hundred just by itself. I just, we I, did see her run a sixty, Kevin. Though, so what do you think? How do you feel like that? contributed towards the conversation here i was gonna say the four by four split tells us more from eugene i don't i, I i'm assuming she's better in the four hurdles relative i would i would guess I so as well but, but yeah. i don't i just i don't know yeah I, I, anybody's guess at this point maybe she, i think i'll just i'll say this okay i think right now as it stands, I think Bowl has a better chance of upsetting her in the 400 than the 400 hurdles. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Okay. You agree? I guess because there's a little more unknown. Way more unknown. We've seen them yeah. both run a lot of 400-meter hurdle races. We've seen them run against each other. We know that. We haven't seen Bowl in her current form outdoors all out. We don't know what that would look like. And we've barely seen Sydney run a flat 400. Yeah. So I, yeah, there's a chance Bowl is like a 48.5 400 runner. And if that's the case, maybe Sydney's better. In fact, I thought she would be this year. So There's also a chance, it's a small chance, but I don't know, maybe she's a 49.1 runner. And the track in Appledorn, the Appledorn, that's an awesome name. That's just the most Dutch name of it. Appledorn? <laughs> Am I saying that right? Appledorn? I, I mean, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay. Always. But, but okay, maybe that's the BU for 400s. I, we just don't know. My, yeah. I don't think it is. I would bet the under, but we just don't know. We don't know. Like, the, the, the metrics we're using is a Sydney 4x4 split and a Femke Bowl Apple Dorn open 400 run. We don't know. Yeah. Versus the 400 hurdles where we've seen a lot. We know, generally speaking, where they're going to land, right? I, I, to an extent, but also, Bull is so young, and she's obviously making a leap here. So it's like, I mean, still, she, you know, she's run fifty two zero, right? So, yeah, she's great there. But like, it's reasonable to assume she's going to get much better. Now, granted, she's a second and a half off of Sydney from last year, so that's that's a big thing. But I, you know, I, at this point, I'd be surprised. If she wasn't, she wouldn't run the second fastest four meter hurdles in history this year. She, yeah, but but you have a range of 
outcomes with her and the four hurdles that you're reasonably confident are going to finish in this band, right? Whereas you go to the open four and it's just it's way harder to pin down both of where of them where they'll land. Yeah, yeah. So because there's more unknown, I agree. The 400 is a little more, but I just I, I think the 400 hurdles is not you know the the walkover it was last year. Yeah, it's hard to be more of a walkover than it was last year. I agree with you on that. I still think Sydney is that I would bet if I was betting if they had odds like this after the Apple Dorn run, bulls on the rise. I would double down on Sydney if I was if I was. I would That's wait. fair. I would yeah. No, I think Sydney is still the favorite. You know, in, in either event, I think Sydney still would have to be the favorite. But man, yeah, it all happens in Appledorn. So, sub sub fifty one, I'm feeling like is is extremely likely. Let's play that world record song for Femke Bowl. Oldest world record song. Well, the world record song is in the old. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So it's an indoor four hundred. But we also had another world record song. So do, do we do we piggyback them, or are we playing them separately? How do you want to do this? Separately, separately for sure. I got more okay. thoughts on Ryan Krauser. Yeah. Well, it's a world record, the likes of which has never been seen. It's a World record, highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved. Wouldn't believe if I told you. Go to YouTube and I'll show you. Got results to verify. Soon it will be ratified. Will it say world record? The likes of which has never been seen. World record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Will it say World record Will it say World record Alright, let's go to the other world record Ryan Krauser, 23-38 Beat his outdoor mark, Jace Beat his outdoor mark Yeah, that part surprised me <laughs> At the Simplot Games uh, in Idaho, he's been messing around with his technique. I don't even know if he's done messing around worked. with it. Well, I don't even know. Like the, the report I read was he still hadn't even really done it fully yet, what he was planning on doing. I don't know. This is well orchestrated, I'll say that. 2338. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I think he said he, wasn't, he was surprised. Like, he didn't expect this to happen. I mean, how, yeah. how would you expect this to happen? Um throws this is one of those things I, I don't really care if it's indoors or out um right 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 you know kind of like jumps like where i'm just like no oh, that's okay this is a farthest throw ever that's uh <laughs> that seems that seems relevant um so yeah I, i'm just whatever he's doing seems like a good idea keep doing that keep doing that yeah i there was a little bit of vulnerability last year with how well kovacs was doing the the gap speaking of the the different gaps between like a superstar athlete i think it sort of shrunk a bit last year kovacs got some oh wins. yeah kovacs yeah, got absolutely. some wins off of him but nothing like showing up to a meet in idaho and breaking the world record <laughs> to just reset expectations and let people know you're the man yeah no exactly I, this is i mean 
Yeah, I, I don't know what to, you know, I mean, maybe it's his farthest throw of the year. I mean, it is the world record, so you, <laughs> you never know, but also to do it this early. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm just I'm waiting to see kind of what, what, he, what he has in store. All right, world record song, part two. Yep. And then I have an Apple Dorn update. Go ahead. It's a world record, the likes of which has never been seen. It's a world record, highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved. Wouldn't believe if I told you, go to YouTube and I'll show you. Got results to verify, soon it will be right. Well, it's a world record, the likes of which has never been seen. Well, it's a world record, highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved. Well, it's a world record. Well, it's a All right, so this is interesting. Maybe it's not interesting. I'm doing the, you know, the relative performance thing again. Okay. So second in that race was was Claver of Netherlands, and because sometimes with these fast times, it's like man, the top four were all crazy fast. So Claver ran fifty thirty four. Okay. Which was a it's a fast time indoors. Yeah. Lifetime best for her. Her previous was was a 5098 was uh, that let me see if that she did she run faster than 5098 this year. She, she didn't. So 5098. So she got a PR by 6 tenths of a second. Her outdoor PR though. And she's run she's a 4 meter runner. Is 50.18. Okay. So she fifty. So her PRs in indoor. Or her PR right now indoor is fifty thirty four. His PR. Her PR outdoors fifty eighteen. Again, draw whatever conclusion you want from that. That's still a that's still a decent drop. Maybe not as big as people would have thought though. Between indoors and out, but she still has an outdoor season. So maybe she's. Gonna that's win. the thing is, yeah. I I I, have, I mean, I don't know enough. You need about one her, more. For sure. You need one more app non Apple Dorn. Uh, data point here, I think. Yeah, I think that would, I think that would be helpful. Um, I guess because she ran fifty eighteen off of a fifty ninety eight indoor time, and now she's a fifty thirty four indoor runner. What is she gonna do outdoors? That's probably a better way to think of it. <clears throat> yeah, that. So I, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, and you know, yeah, the, I. In general, I'd be like, well, you can't, you know, don't want to overreact to a 400 indoor times. Like, this is one of those times where you run 49.2. I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah. it's, it doesn't matter. She's, the way she's been running also this year. Like, this didn't come out of nowhere. Um, if she runs slower than that, uh, if she runs a real 400 outdoors and runs slower, then I think we should just cancel the indoor 400. It's just useless as any sort of metric. Yeah, that's, the only way that's, that's okay is if she just, like, doesn't barely run the 400 this yeah, year. But I'm saying if she seems to like to run. So. Yeah, if she seriously runs it, I'm saying that would be frustrating. Okay, 
So we did cross. We did the two world records. I guess the only thing, only couple things I lost, U.S. indoors. They were talking about Yard Nagus in Madrid. And then yeah. Michael Norman to the 100 and then emails. So U.S. indoors. We got it. We had a world record there too. Deanna Price, weight throw. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, and the American record song. All right, play the American record song for Leah Hobbs. Let's do that. That was a All good right. race. Yeah, yeah. Leah Hobbs showed up. I appreciate that, Leah Hobbs. Hey, man, did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record, too. It was the best performance by an American citizen or a relay team composed of American citizens and an athletics event within the United States or abroad. Hey man, did you see that American record? Six point nine four. Only one woman in history has run faster. Prevalova. You're right. Not a lot of big names showed up, but I think what Aaliyah Hobbs is doing this indoor season, Jason, she's starting to assert herself as the top woman in the U.S. in the hundred. Yes. Short, or in the whatever I'm the short you said sprint U.S. Is. for there for a second. I thought you were you were getting a little crazy. in the world. <laughs> No, but I agree. I, I think you know she. Yeah, yeah. I'm. She ran. She was really good last year. Um, she's off to a great start. Obviously, you run a <clears throat> run an American record. Um, she's yeah, yeah. I agree. I think she's going to be be the woman to beat for sure in the U.S. and and you know be a be a medal contender favorite. We'll see. Threat perchance. She's definitely a threat. I think either. I think she's already a medal threat. It's just a matter of if she gets to the point of being a medal favorite. Not a gold medal favorite. I'd be surprised by that. But just a medal favorite. Oh, well, that's tough. That's definitely tough. We, we, we have to see what's going on with Jackson, Thompson, Ron, and Fraser Price, right? Like, that's the... Yeah. No, I I mean, t- uh, you know, Fraser Price uh, is going to be good forever. So I feel like I'm already locking that in. Uh, Jackson, I still feel pretty good about. Lane Thompson could run 10-5. She could run 10-8. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Either way, she'll be good. But I don't know how good. I like the consistency of Hobbs. I like how solid she is week in, week out. And 94 is – 694 is fast. Like I said, they're – again, not every short sprinter runs and takes the indoor season seriously. But there's been – most superstars have run it once or twice on the women's side at least. So you have some sort of idea of what they're capable of. And only one of them has run faster than her. Men's 60, Lyles ran the first two rounds and then scratched, so we didn't get to see him, which was a bummer. Yeah. J.T. Smith won it. He's a student out of Texas A&M Commerce. <laughs> he ran 6.53, so congrats to him. You could have given me 6,000 yeses on where J.T. Smith went to college. Yeah, but, you know, credit to him for No, no, hey, okay, he the... showed up, he won. Good job. Yeah. Oh, and then it, let's get the American record song again, Anna Hall, pentathlon, and then comes back and wins the quarter. <laughs> this is this is a crazy meet. There's a lot going on, a lot going on in, in these in these three days. So Anna Hall, uh, American record, congratulations. Hey, man, did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. 
Maybe it was a world record too It was the best performance by an American citizen Or a relay team composed of American citizens And an athletics event within the United States or abroad Hey man, did you see that American record? And then for Price, world record in the uh, weight throw, 2602. Is that angry world record song because it's weight throw? How does that work? It's a good question. I mean, I don't know. If we, if we, if we gave the 400 indoors. Yeah, but they run the 400 outdoors as they well. Do. No, I, I, they do, but it's, it's, it's obviously not a big thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe just for mixing it up, you know? They don't have – I'm looking – all-time athletics doesn't have weight throw mm. as a – Okay, that's that's good enough for me then. They yeah. have the javelin with the old specs, and the, but they don't have the. Oh, through. okay. So yeah, that's fair. Old uh, angry world record song. Did you see a person do a thing that no one's ever done? Higher, faster, farther, more points ever than earth. Okay, right. anything else from USA's that you want to mention before we move on in this action-packed no. episode? No. Okay. Pass. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bryce Hopple won. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. He did the thing. What he should do. All right. Today, well, we're recording this on a Wednesday, Yard Nagus, fresh off his 347, yeah. went to Madrid to race Moketeer, who was fresh off his second fastest 3,000 in history. Grant Fisher was also in there. He was looking to rebound after being in that 3,000 in Leven and not being a factor in it. And the results were Nagus, 333, in a weird race. Because Sawinski went out in 54, paced it. Nagus was behind him, so probably 55. And there was a gap, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is going to go really bad or really good for Yard Nagus. And then Katir started closing the gap, and then by the time Sawinski stepped off, Nagus looked like he was in trouble. Katir took the lead towards the end, but Nagus latched on. And then the last lap, if you just watched the last lap, You'd think, oh, this was just a tactical-ish. I mean, it's still 333, but tactical-ish race with Nagus flying by the last 50 meters like it was a like he was in college again. So, yep, gets the win over a good field. I think they were going for the world record because of the way they went out, which was Jakob's 330. So Jakob was probably sitting at home pumping his fist, saying, "Not so easy, is it, guys?" Got but, another tiny tattoo. <laughs> I'm gonna get three more very small tattoos. But I think Nagus still happy. He, oh, he, yeah. He, he didn't fall apart. He, so he was able to go out. What's 55? Three, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. 340 mile pace. So that's 323, 1500 pace. It's pretty good. Went out pretty quick. Yeah. And was still able to rally and get yourself together and beat 
the bronze medalist in this event. It's not. Or, yeah, I mean, you get passed with 400 to go. Um, yeah, I thought it was over. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you'd assume, you know, because Nugus was leading, you know, for a while, and then, yeah, he just, Katir goes by pretty easily. Um, but Nugus still has that finishing speed, like, in every one of these races. And 333 is, you know, decently fast. It's not crazy fast, but it's still, like I said, uneven pace, kind of a mess. But Katir uh, is, you know, obviously great, too. So, I mean, Nugus is just... You really couldn't have a, much, a better indoors than he's having. Um, Undefeated. Well, him and Femke Bull are in... That's true. Yeah, yeah. In a battle. It's not Femke's fault that nobody is, like, as good as, like, Katir equivalent is racing her. She's just doing everything she can to just do this alone. Yeah, yeah. You're right about Naguz. He has his kick no matter what happens in the race. Yeah, and that's what makes him scary. Like, like, like a legit, you know... Like a, a a a really you know good bet for a medal if if he can hold this form. I mean we're a long way away, and the fifteen is really good. Um, you know you got you got to deal with Ingebrigtsen and stuff like that. But like I mean it's like if you can kick off that pace in every fast race he's done, it's just like he 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 blows by these guys or mm-hmm. he opens up a huge gap on these guys and it's it's not close. Yeah, I think he. His versatility, you know, the he's got the full. What do they call it in baseball? Four tools, five tools. Five tools. Five tools. Yeah, got all the tools. Got all the yeah. tools for the for the mid distances, and he's done it in the three k, and he's done it now in the the fifteen in the mile. Okay, Michael Norman, our friend Nick Sicardi of NBC Olympic Talk, wrote the article breaking the news. Well, I guess Otto kind of broke the news on a indoor broadcast a couple weeks ago, but Nick wrote the article. And Nick got the uh, the quotes here. There's some good quotes in here from Norman about switching to the 100. I'll read a couple of them to you, Jason. We've always had this idea that once I develop and accomplish the goals that I want to in the 400, that the goal will be to drop down to the 100. I can comfortably say that I've achieved what I wanted to achieve in the 400, and I can start challenging myself and trying something new and attempting to meddle and break records in the 100. Uh, he says, the plan for 2023 is more of a setup for 2024. Everything I'm doing now is setting good habits and preparation for the Olympics. So when it comes to the Olympic year, I can just keep building. He went on to say, um, if you're the 400-meter world champion, you don't get that coveted title of world's fastest man. Uh, the 100 uh, is a race that the world watches. I think the moment's now. I feel like I'm reaching my prime. And then the last quote, in a world where things go absolutely terrible, then I'll be defending my title in the 400 because he has a bye. But if things go the way I plan to go, then I'll be fighting for a new title. Your thoughts, Jason? This makes zero sense. <laughs> Just absolutely. I Michael Norman isn't dumb, but this idea is dumb. Wow. I didn't know you were going to go in that direction. I, it's, just, it's, 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 it's stupid. It's absolutely. Does he has? Does he look at the times that are run in the U.S. and the world in these two events? The well, four hundred is a mess. It's yeah. an absolute absolute mess. He won the gold medal run in forty four three or whatever it was. Which hey, congratulations! You've won one gold medal in the four hundred, and you accomplished everything you want to accomplish in the four hundred. Weird move, but okay. Let's let's buy that. That. That's all you needed to do was 
not set an American record, not set a world record, win one world title, and have more bad races at championships than good races. Okay, you accomplished everything you needed. Let's go to the most loaded event in a country where he's not the favorite to make a team right now. I, he maybe like maybe he'll be great. He could absolutely pull a Fred Curley and run nine seven. I was gonna say this is fine. Like, he could. You sound like you sound like we sounded before talking about Curley. No, it, and that's fair. But at the same time, the hundred wasn't as crazy when Curley made the switch. It was still weird, and also Curley wasn't the gold medal favorite. Michael Norman is fair, the gold fair. medal favorite yeah. in the four hundred. More to there's, lose is what you're saying. There's one guy, Stephen Gardner, who you know, if you go healthy, okay, maybe I'll pick Stephen Gardner, but that's about it. Um, he's basically a lock for a medal in the 400, but he's not even a lock to make the team. And f- far from it, he's a coin flip at best, maybe. Yeah, I think this he's makes have... no sense. <clears throat> yeah, but that I kind of like it because it's just so high risk. It's not that high risk this year, but if he does it again in 2024, when there's no buy into the championships, the Olympics, then it's just an insanely <laughs> risky move. Yeah, I just and I I, I wonder. I wonder if he'd pursue it if it meant, hey, I can't do the quarter. If I do this, am I willing to go out at USA's and give up a, a, a U.S. jersey just to try to make it as in 100? But I think, also, I'm sorry. Well, no, I think part of it is the marketing standpoint of it, right? Like people do want to get to the 100. All right, that's fine. Like that's fair. You only have – you want to – It's the only real thing – he said in that whole thing. No, but I but I think there's another thing here. And I, he didn't say this, but I think might be at play. Because I two years ago, I thought, hey, he's going to run the two. That was my bo- – out coming off the Tokyo disappointment, I said, yeah, he's too good of a runner. There's just something weird about the quarter going on and maybe just a change of scenery. He'll be fine. We know how – and this was when Curly had already moved. So we know that – and Tariqa Jackson – we know that there's this people people aren't just pigeonholed into one event or two events, right? They they can move around it and still be successful. So what I thought when we reading these quotes, the one thing he didn't say was just maybe he just wants to take a break from the four hundred. <laughs> the four hundred sucks, right? Like mentally, it is tough. No one says that was a fun four hundred I just ran. I, I enjoyed myself so well actually distance runners who do four by fours at the end of the meet, they say that because right. we're all idiots. But but maybe that's part of it too. Because year in, year out, doing that tough of an event, knowing just how much you have to – like training is terrible, but also the race itself is so hard. That could be it too or part of it. I guess. I don't know. You're a professional athlete. Like if you're not willing to like – my event's too hard. Like that's lame. No, 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 no. I'm Okay. First of all. I'm saying that, not him. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's, like, okay, the eight, then no one should run the 800, right? And no one is in the men's side right now, so I guess maybe that makes sense. But <laughs> No, but what, what I'm saying is it's just maybe you're like, hey, mentally, I'm just, I need to do something else, but I'm also, I know that I'm really fast <laughs> still, and I just need a break. I mean, Bolt started in the quarter and then moved his way down. Yeah, that's not the same though. No, Starting it's not exactly the same. But my my point being, no, in your mid your mid twenties. Yeah, my point being though, it it it's tough to stay at that level because he has three significant times he could hit in the quarter that 
don't seem that outlandishly in the distance. American record, world record, sub-43. Now, sub-43, well, and, and the world record, okay, four-tenths away. That's quite a bit. It's a long way, yeah. However, I feel like a broken record saying this. He ran the 43-45 in Mount Sac in April. What was that, 2019? Yeah, he. I mean, he always runs his best time of the year in April, though. So I don't know. No, no. Last year he didn't. Last year he ran. I think his best at USA's, or he ran his best at pre. Like he, he was. He had several forty threes last year. Right. He he backed up that he can be a forty three second runner, but he has yet yet to, yet to get a a PB a time under, uh, you know, since Mount Sac under forty three forty five. But when he ran that, the first thing we said was. All right, he's probably going to break the world record, and he's going to be the first guy under 43. So You said that, to be clear. I never said that. Oh, we can run the tape. I'm pretty sure you said. I absolutely did not. I'm positive. I, I You jumped all over it, and I think I said, dude, that's a long way. Like, just calm it down. Well, okay. I think most people, when they see a 43 mid in April, and at that point he was what? He was like 22 or something probably. Yeah, yeah. You start thinking sky's the limit. But anyway. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have said, like, there's no chance he runs a world record. But I definitely was not handing it to him. I think you were ready to. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, if you think those times are attainable, right, then you stay with it because all those th- things are huge. One is a Michael Johnson American record. The other one is a world record. And the other one is the first person under 43 seconds. So maybe the part of just wanting to try something new is perhaps he feels – like he knows that he he doesn't have the extra what what's the American record forty three eighteen like he doesn't have those extra tenths, right? And if you don't, then you can get more medals, which is awesome. Yeah, forty three eighteen. But he's maybe thinking of it in a in a different like a different. Okay, it's just another gold medal. Like what's the, what the the barrier I wanted to hit was an American record. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and I would bet against him, you know, getting any of those records. I think that's probably the safe bet at this point. Um, but, you know, and if he wanted to run the 200, or if he even said, like, hey, you know, I want to chance, maybe I'll, I'll do the one, two, double, or even something like that would make more sense. But just jumping to the a loaded 100, it just seems like that's like a quote from like somebody that we expect from an NFL player. Who's like not? Who's not paying attention to the sport? And Michael Norman is insanely good, so I know he's not just oblivious to what's happening. And maybe he'll be great. And if he, if so, I look forward to me looking like a fool. And <laughs> you know, if he runs nine seventy five this year, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's possible, right? We basically just saw this with Fred Curley, so like it's it's not well, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and Jackson. not not impossible by any means, but it just it doesn't make any sense. So, the 200 was interesting to me as well, and maybe, and I think it's harder to get a gold there. Like, Lyles is a bigger favorite, but he's also, Norman's also better in the two than he is in the one. <laughs> like I think that's a safe bet, yeah. Yeah, and also, you have a way better time making a team than you do in the 100. Because the yes. competition to make a team, Lyles has a bye, so you need to beat one of Bednarik, Knighton, 
and Curly. You go over the 100. And even that's so much harder than the 400. <laughs> oh, yeah. All this stuff's harder than the 400. I'm not saying yeah. – no. No, I know. I'm just like – like even if you just go, man, like the 200's really, really good right now. If he stayed anywhere near where he was last year, he he's a complete lock to make the team. He's an overwhelming favorite to win USA's. He's a huge favorite to medal, and he's well depending worst on worst Ga- co-favorite for the gold. Gardner's yeah. So this is this is not a four hundred conversation. I'm talking about two hundred versus one hundred. Yeah, so two hundred. He need to beat one of those three. The hundred Curly has the buy, but then you have to beat be in the top three of this group. Bracey, who is the silver medalist. Bromel, who is a bronze medalist. Coleman, who is the 2019 world champion. And Lyles, who's run 1931 and is running fast 60s indoors. And then whoever else comes up. Yeah, right? whatever. Yeah, college guy or whoever else. Yeah. So you have to beat two of that group. So say there's one injury or one weird thing, you still got to get ahead of another person in that group and then hold everybody off. The argument for it, though, is is the Curly Sharika Jackson example. All right, we know that switching events for some people is not as big of a deal as maybe we th- used to think it was. Bouncing before to a four hundred to a one hundred. Uh, two, there's always been this hundred meter potential with him, and then the nine eighty six that he ran. The problem with that, though, is I look more to his twenty twenty one hundreds than the nine eighty six. Nine eighty six was was twenty twenty. It was out AP Ranch and those meets where the Nike athletes had to run a million races, right? Like it was just totally different setup than what he ran in 2021. And 2021 was all – that was all post-Olympics, right? So it's like the end of the year trying out some hundreds. So it wasn't obviously him at his freshest. And he ran pretty well. I thought he acquitted himself nicely for a 400-meter runner. But – but – I thought that gave us a better idea uh, of where he was at in the hundred than what he's doing now, or what? what sorry, what what he did the year before, right? With the ninety six, but I don't know how much he worked towards that, right? Like I don't know how if that was he just screwing around in those hundreds he ran. Yeah, this is all post Olympics. So we had the Olympic disappointment, then a couple weeks later he goes to pre nine ninety gets fifth. Wind aided, then 998 Brussels, and then 997 in Padova. Yeah, and those are like totally respectable times for a 400 runner. Yeah. But like, it's, I mean, I don't know exactly what it's going to take to make the US team, but I, it's, I think it's going to be faster than 985 to make the team. Yeah. So he's got to be really, really good on the right day just to, I, I, just to make the team. Um, and I guess if you make the team, you got a good chance at a medal, <laughs> like just, just oh, 100%. because rest, of that, but the rest of the world is, is it's all the U S at this point, but you could also lose to three Americans in the final as well, because that's how, how good the U S is right now in, in the hundred. Um, I said, it's, it's interesting for sure. I just, as a career move, the, I'm still a very, very small chance. He's the fastest man alive. He gets that title that he wants is not worth throwing away possible gold medals, certainly medals. Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. Weird. Weird move. <laughs> What's the most likely scenario here, though? Isn't, uh, it, isn't it that he doesn't make It's the- that he runs a few. He runs like 992 is his best time this year. 
ends up running the 400, finishes gold or silver, and then runs the 400 next year at the Olympics. Right. This could all turn into much ado about nothing. Probably. I hope it doesn't. I'm I'm more, I guess, excited about it than you. I don't know if excited is the right word, but I'm more. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's, so, it's. It's it, interesting. It's but so do you surprising. want the 400 to lose one of its few good runners so we could get an additional runner in the 100? In a, so I'm torn on that. In a way, I just think, all right, cool. This is going to be the year of the 100. Let's just get everybody in it. it I mean, yeah, of- that is interesting for sure. But then I guess like we're just, I don't know. Then we're losing out, you know, whoever it is, Bracey, Norman, Lyles, Bramell. Yeah. Like one of those guys is not going to make the team now. Like that's. Well, which, the, you know, yeah. don't, you got to earn it though, right? Like it's You no- do. But it's just like, okay. And then, but we could have had, you know, Michael Norman squaring off against Steven Gardner. Or, or somebody else, too. And, we're, and now we're losing that to get maybe, you know, whatever he ends up being, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth best 100-meter runner in the U.S. I don't know. It could be any of those. So I'm trying to find these Padova results where he he won. I think he might have beaten Bracey in that race in 2021. So, I mean, the the pre-race where he got... And Bracey took, a, you know, kind of a leap last year yeah and the well but and that's the problem right because then in the same in that same stretch of meets like a pre when he gets fifth he's like losing to curly losing to bromel losing to degrat like he beat gatlin but you know he's 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 losing to guys um so it's gonna be tough i i think the way he phrased that last one quote was interesting where he said in a world where things go absolutely terrible then i'll be defending my title in the 400 but him getting fourth at USA's in the 100, that would not be absolutely terrible. That would be to form. But I would guess that that would be the same world in which he would defend his title. He's not going to pass up his opportunity to run in the 400 to not run anything. Right. Yeah, that would be completely insane for sure. I do like this, though. This is from Nick's article. Norman's goal this year is to win three gold medals at Worlds, 100, 4x1, and 4x4. He hopes to run the 400 at least once before Worlds to boost his case to the 4x4 relay selectors. Though it may I mean, not need any I'm sure there. he could make the 4x4 and mixed 4x4 and 400 teams. There you go. There's four. There's three <laughs> medals right there. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I, I like the. Yeah, I, I get. I like the chaotic nature of this, and just it would be something different just to load all the superstars into one of. You could have the 200 meter champion, the 100 meter champion, and the 400 meter champion. On all on run run on the same event, like it's kind of interesting. Be a hist- no, be it a definitely is. Quirk. I just yeah, from a career move, it seems insane to me. But. Yeah, but hey, we're just watching it, you know. It'd be like leaving the Warriors to go play with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Like that's <laughs> what he's proposing right now. Maybe it'll work out and he'll win some championships, but it's much more likely that there'll be a lot of trade demands and weird tweets i think this is somehow more a more sensible decision than that though it's probably true because yeah anything with kyrie irving is insane yeah um i'm looking at 2021 results from pre i want to get these right uh where is it oh my gosh come on guys come on guys but if he had just won his third 400 meter gold medal i like you know where he he didn't have those like kind of weird no-shows at championships and whatever, then I'd, I think I'd be more on board. But it's like, dude, you just won one gold medal when your biggest competition got hurt. Yeah. You can't tell me you did, you accomplished, you didn't, you're not Michael Jordan in 93 right now, accomplishing everything you need to accomplish 
in the league. Like you, you haven't. Well, for him, maybe though, maybe. I, I guess. I mean, if, if if all his goal was was a gold medal, fine. But I'm just saying that's that's not the same as like, hey, I am, I have completely dominated this. I I'm looking for a new challenge. Like, there are challenges remaining in the 400. Yeah, but he he's not saying that though, right? He's not saying I've dominated this. He just said he's achieved what he wanted to achieve. No, exactly. But I just like that to me. Like it's just like okay, I guess. I mean, you're. It's weird to me. Your goal was I want to win one four hundred meter gold medal, and maybe and maybe that's it. And he just hates the four hundred, and he's like, "Let give me that gold medal so I can leave this stupid event." And like, uh, you laugh, right, fair but I, I think that might there might be something to that. I don't. Just like that's fair, I guess. Like that's that uh, could be it. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a hard event. The four hundred and the eight hundred are probably the most painful events you can do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I cannot find these results for the life of me. Can you f- let me? Hold on, I'm having to scroll through on it. Hold on, getting closer. Here it is. So DeGrasse was 974, Curly 978, Baker, Ronnie Baker, we haven't talked about him in a while, 982, Bromel 986, Norman 990, Gatlin 993, Simbine 995, Isaiah Young 998, and then Craven Gillespie 1009. Now, again, though, keep in mind, this was him just coming off of a rough stretch of formula races uh, you know not meddling it in tokyo and then he ran two other ones so and that was the that was my the impetus for me saying he was going to go to the two the two made more sense would make more sense you know like i said i, I don't think he's beaten noah lyles either but he has less before though. In his way he's beat him before he has it's been a long you know it's a that's a different noah lyles um I, you know, I, I mean, I'm all for him trying to double. I have no idea if the 2-4 is doable or the 1-4 is doable. Like, I'm not against any of that. Um, did you did you see Lyles' quote when he, when he was asked? No, what, I did not. He says, what do I care? He's, I'm still going to beat him. <laughs> I mean, I love that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I think he's likely right. Um, but... Who knows? Lyles it, versus it, Norman in the 100. You got Lyles right now? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Like I said, I, I just, you know, the Curly Jackson thing is like, it's too big to ignore because they've both been yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. But I also think it's insanely fluky just to think like, oh, 400 runner switching the 100. This is going to go great. And maybe, like I said, I'm fully prepared to look like an idiot and I'm okay with that because I rarely come out this hard take on something. Um, so I'm sure it's going to bite me, but yeah, I just, like I said, I think that those are going to show up as very much the exceptions to the rule. But I also think the floor is really high for him because we've already seen what he's capable of in a hundred and he can mix it up with these guys. And yeah, I think, like I said, I think he could run nine, eight high, nine, 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 nine low. Like those, that seems like a reasonable PB, but it also seems like that's what's going to make you the sixth best 100 meter runner in the u.s but i think what what could happen is just he gets into the conversation right he's in the mix and we have one of those crapshoot finals and maybe he gets it the question is it it, it's what are you giving up to do it right that's what makes this so confounding is you're giving up essentially a, a a medal likely a gold to do this right so yeah i mean i hope 
you know, I'm obviously, I mean, just for a whole bunch of reasons, I hope Steven Gardner looks great early season. Yeah. Just to, just to kind of, you know, not let him completely just be like, well, I got the 400 in the bag. Like if, if, you know, uh, Gardner can look great, whatever Van Niekirk, James, whoever else it is, like can like put some decent times out there. And I don't know, that's got to get in your head a little bit. What if I told you, Jason, that the hundred was done by day two in Budapest and the 400 didn't start until where is this thing that I was going? Oh, starts in the morning of day two. Never mind. Well, I guess you could run around one 400. <laughs> he could jog a 400. I mean, basically, yeah. right? What does and he then, have to run? 46? 45.5? And then day three, he'd have off. Day four, he'd come back for the semi. And then day... And then he's fine for that. Oh, and then you have another day off. Jeez. Oh, jeez. Day six is the final. So it would just be day two. If so you, if if Norman said, hey, I looked at the schedule, I want to do the 1-4 double, you would have seen all the thumbs up from, from me on this one. Like, there would be no qualms whatsoever. I'd be like, yeah, why not? So if he tries to do that, I'm 1,000% I'm aboard. I like it from the perspective of, hey, I mean, he's ignoring the mixed gender relay, but what are the two relays? Oh, the 400 and the – involves the 400 and involves the 100? Okay, well, I've proven myself in the 400 – I just want to be on a relay team. And this other relay involves the 100, then I need to run that a whole bunch of times and prove I'm top four in the nation. Maybe that's which, it. Which is also crazy tough, though. Like, I mean... He's just addicted to relays. Right? So, like, that's... But also, then you have... So, you have all the 100 guys we mentioned. You have Arian Knighton, who could take a step forward, right? Or just be the 949 guy he was, the 1949 guy. Yeah. Like, and, and be, at that point, a no-brainer to make a relay team. Yeah. Or Bednarik or like all these other, like there's I mean there's obviously there could be eight good choices and he could be one of them but like that's the, the four by one is a uh, like he's gonna have to put something really good to be considered right well he's gonna make the team I mean e- even being top three doesn't get you on the team right that's I mean we've we yeah did, what did uh what did the U S run in the final Coleman Lyles Eli Hall and Bracy Bromel wasn't on the team yeah that was. <laughs> weird <laughs> that was I didn't oh he didn't go to camp right he didn't go to real is that camp. what it was yeah, yeah it's it's you know but yeah so i guess i guess he's going to all the camps he's sending him video of all of his uh all of his races yeah maybe if he's thinking of again just trying to guess what he's thinking is is difficult but Maybe that is like part of it, just increasing total metal haul. Although then you'd assume he'd try to get in the the mix. He would have tried to get in the mixed four by four before, and the whole idea of I want to be in the hundred because it's the event with the most cachet. That's just that shows a lot of self awareness of just hey, I want to do the event that most people watch. It's, it's an understanding that you're a professional and you want to put yourself in the position to receive the most attention. I'm, I, I'm not going to blame anybody for doing that because he's right. <laughs> he's absolutely right. If he goes and wins the 100, he's just a much bigger name than it winning the 400. That's just the reality of the sport, right? Or sports in general because then mainstream people might actually uh, be, be more likely to know who he is if he's winning the 100 as opposed to the quarter. 
for sure. And again, we don't know what that's going to be, but I think it would be at this stage. 21 would seem generous to him to win a gold medal in the hundred. So you're rolling with that very small chance of maybe something great happening. Maybe it does. 21. Like I said, what, do mean, what do you mean 21? What's 21? No, 20 to 1. Oh, 20 Chance to of him one. being the 100-meter gold gold medal champion. Is that a real odd? No. I, I said, and that's generous. I think it's probably, I think it would be worse than that, personally. But, again, you make the team. So if you go, hey, he's a whatever, even money makes the team. Like, yeah. But, I don't know. You, you but, figure out the odds. But it's like, I agree. That's the biggest thing you can be, right, in the in the sport. But the 400's not the race walk. It's not, but he's just somebody else. He's a million other people, though. Not a million, but tens and maybe even hundreds of other people if he sticks where he's at. A lot of people have won two medals in the 400. A lot of people, you know, there's people who've won three. People, you know. So I I think maybe the calculus is... There's way more people who've won 100-meter medal, right? No, but if he has the 100 and the 400, that's rare. Yeah, I mean, that would be, yeah, that would be, but it's... I I guess what he's, we're thinking of it as he has this thing to lose, and his approach more is, well, actually, I have nothing to lose. If I lose, like, right now where I'm at, I'm with a huge group of people who have similar accomplishments. If I do this thing, it's a long shot, but if it actually paid off, if it actually works... Then I'm in this whole other category. I've actually talked myself into this. I was I, you kind of have, which I, you have not talked me into it at all. But I respect your takes on it. Um, but does not does not sort of make sense from the perspective of yeah, you can stick around and keep doing the same thing that you've done, or you've already done, or you can try to break new ground, and it likely won't work, and it will likely cost you the thing that you had. But what's one more? I'm trying to think of another sports equivalent, and it's difficult to think of one. Yeah, I just i I don't know. Being the best in the world of the 400, like I, I it's a really big deal. <laughs> like that's that's where I guess that's my take is being the 400 meter world Olympic champion or whatever. He he's not a 400 oh, Olympic I champion. Right? I agree. No, he's not. He's not. He only has one. That's but he has one medal. Yeah. I think if he's a couple hundredths away from the world record, it's a different conversation. A couple hundredths away from the American record, a different conversation. But I also think, looking at these quotes from what he's saying, is I think he also has this awareness of thinking legacy, thinking bigger. And it's what Fred Curley was thinking, although Fred wasn't the – reigning champion and as you mentioned the hundred field wasn't as hard but just forget all the specific because listen professional athletes are going to think they're great and professional sprinters are going to think they're faster than everybody so like put that aside it's just do you have an opportunity to move up in the in the eyes of historians and the all-time list okay you do what's the way to do it yeah it's by moving events that, yeah, I just think you know, but and you're not really Fred lo- Curley being the bronze medalist and having some blockers in there and just kind of going screw it. I'm still surprised it worked. Like I'm still shocked, and it was obviously the right move. Yeah. Like there's no argument to the contrary. And he's the hundred meter gold medal, you know, gold medalist. Like that is absolutely 
And like I said, it's possible for Norman. It is. But like, there's a difference between being the best in the world and a gold medal favorite versus I've won one bronze medal. I'm a, I'm a pretty good bet to finish, you know, top three, four, whatever in the 400 going forward. Yeah. But may, I don't know if I'll ever win a gold medal versus I just won my first gold medal on 25. Like, I kind of have this event on lock maybe with one other guy as my biggest competition. Um, but are you ever going to catch MJ? Probably not. Are you ever going to catch Wade Van Niekerk? Are you ever going to catch Carl Lewis? Like, I mean, if we're going to do that? Well, no, but that's the, that. But that's my point. Like, take a big swing because you're where you are right now is just with everybody else. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing because we're talking about the risk. But what if the risk was just not trying at all? <laughs> <laughs> this thursday i look forward to hip running the 100 because i i want to see what happens for sure like it's it's going yeah. to be interesting for sure i think it's it makes zero sense as a career move i'm gonna die on that hill and if i end up looking stupid i'm okay with it but like career move in terms of if your goal was just to accrue the most medals right and i i think people are i agree with that but i'm assuming financially like if he's you know he's secure he's had this contract with nike he's run fast times, he's won gold medals. I, I, he's probably not thinking of it of the perspective of I'm going to lose something. It's more just I can gain a bunch by getting into the 100. 100 is where it's, where it's at, Jason. Everybody wants to be there. I guess. I I, I don't know. I mean, and hey, if there's going like, to be no other sprints in eight years. It's that's the thing. It's like, it, seems, it seems so dismissive of all these other events. I'm not saying you are, just in general. Like It's like, yeah, the 100's oh, the yeah. biggest deal. But like these other ones are still a huge deal but at the same time i guess if you know if, if he's always been like i've always wanted to be a 100 meter runner yeah like i yeah. it's always been my goal to do it blah, blah blah i'd be like okay well weird move starting your first six years as a pro athlete as a 400 guy but yeah do your thing man like mm-hmm. i don't know sometimes guys are just good at stuff that they don't like i that does happen um in every yeah. sport so maybe this is one of those cases well he probably was looking at, okay, I ran that fast and I wasn't even really training that much for it. And then you're looking at these other athletes who are able to do it. And then you just, before you know it, you've talked yourself into it. I'm with you. I'm, I'm not really invested in the outcome one way or the other. I'm just, I'm just excited that it's happening. Cause it is to me and just strange choice. So yeah. for a lot of, for a lot of the reasons that, that you mentioned, but I, I don't know. Like, I keep wanting to bring up the curly example, but I guess it is it is so different that maybe it's not the most applicable. All right, email time. Uh, yeah. All right, email address houseofrun at gmail dot com. Here's Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. Hello, Great. Kevin and Jason. I'm skeptical of both Norman and Lyle's moving to the hundred in 2023 and 2024, and especially since they both have their buys into Budapest this year. However, I'd be pissed off if I was Trayvon, Marvin, or Coleman. If I'm coaching any of those three every day, I'd be feeding the fire, telling them that Norman and Lyles view them as soft after Fred came and took gold last year. Who the heck do these people think they are just because they can run a fast 2 or 400 and a 9-800? Now all of a sudden they think they can be the fastest man in the world. I think Trayvon, Marvin, and Coleman all come out firing this summer with big chips on their shoulders 
and force Norman and Lyles not only to focus on the four and the two, respectively, but also keep them both off of the four by one at Worlds. Of course, in any other sport, we'd actually see them all line up and compete before the USA is creating a compelling storyline and a little rivalry in the process. Unfortunately, they'll all dodge each other until the finals at USA's, which should provide plenty of fireworks and ideally a long line of personal records for all involved. All the best. That is Marshall. Yeah, I like it. I mean, that's as far as that. I mean, <clears throat> the Lyles one makes more sense to me just because it's the 100-200 double thing is just such a... I don't think Lyles has any plans of leaving the 200. No, he's just adding on. He's just adding the 100, yeah, which again, yeah. if that's all Norman wants to do, then I'm 100% Maybe supportive Maybe he of is. That as well. Maybe he is. Um, well, then he should have said that, Kevin. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough, and those guys are all really, really good. And there's enough of them where we'll... We'll at least get two or three of them in a race multiple times, just yeah. because it has to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I agree. It would be great to have you know four or five on the line. I don't think we'll ever get that until until USA's. Yeah, and we won't probably have Curly. Uh, okay, we got a couple yeah, emails following up about the suspenders on the Adidas uniform. Yep. Okay. Ivan yeah. wrote in, formerly of Springfield, currently in Balakinwald. Yeah, drink. Regarding AJ from South Philly's email last week, he made a comment about the Adidas uniforms looking like suspenders. So I just want to say to AJ, I hope you don't feel alone with that comment because I totally thought the same thing. From the back, it definitely looks like they're wearing suspenders. 100%. I attached some YouTube screenshots, for examples. I won't point them out, as I'm sure you can easily identify them from the other non Yes. And I see it. I guess it's one of those perspective things. Now that I see it, I can't unsee it. But when I first saw it, I did not come to mind. Yeah, when I watched them meet, I guess I just, it just didn't catch my eye. And then we were searching pictures last week. I think I only saw fronts of jerseys. So I was yeah. just like, I don't see what you guys are talking about. But yeah. it is so painfully obvious now that I... Uh, I feel dumb. Yeah, I definitely feel dumb. AJ, you, you might have felt dumb and crazy, but now we feel dumb. So I yes. hope you're happy. He sent in some photos too, AJ did. So we were wrong. We were wrong. We were wrong. Uh, Noah... In Oregon, he wrote two. One about World Cross. He liked it, loved the coverage, loved the course. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly because his other one's a little longer. Um, like the commentators, here's some quotes that he liked. This hill is a kicker and harder than puss. Puss? P-U-S? Don't know that phrase. Nope. Uh, Kiplimo's stolen and march on the best cross-country runners in the world. You didn't read his instructions that these have to be read with a strong Australian accent. Oh, I can't do so. that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, he's dropped chapter guy. I respect him, but put him to the sword. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like, yeah, little, I don't know what the first one means, but I like, I like the way it sounds. Uh, he says, I'm a big fan of Kip Limo. Can't wait to see what he does this track season. But honestly, even if this is the high point of his 2023 season, he should be stoked. Winning World Cross is still a huge accomplishment to a lot of old school fans who remember the days of Bekele and Turgot. Did Bekele ever win at World Cross? I'm unclear on that. I haven't heard enough about that. <laughs> Keep the good work. House of Runners is the best running podcast out there. No in Oregon. P.S. The lap runners were somewhat distracting. Yeah, I noticed this too. This was weird. This was crazy. With 400 to go, the narrow ch- chicane should have been clear running for the leaders, but it wasn't. I wonder if they will rethink that. What other sport allows such a spectrum of athletes to compete in the highest level of world championships? I was also sent to see a woman, just what I saw, a woman jogging on the course as the men's field blew past her about <laughs> 1,500 into the race. Yeah, she had another lap, and the men started. She was not yet done with her 10K. I'm all for inclusion, but this felt a little off. 
I was also annoyed that the Cook Islands had a runner, but Orkney and the Shetland Islands didn't. Oh, I'm not a coach, but World Cross could be a stepping stone towards the island games. I mean, everything is a stepping stone towards the island games if you think about it, right? Like, I mean, yeah, that, that's where everything leads. That's where Michael Norman needs to go. I'm going to take the trash out after this podcast, and I view that as a stepping stone to the island games. <laughs> so why can't they just wait till everybody finishes? I mean, that's start 10 do. minutes later. Yeah, it's not a big deal to start a few minutes late. <clears throat> and also, I mean, I wouldn't be against a, you know, I know they, they do the loops, but if you did, what, a quarter mile or something, like, offshoot for the final lap? Mm, just get out of here type of thing? Well, that's, well, that, no, that's just like a, like, so, like, you, you, you know, you do whatever number of loops, and on your very last one, instead of going to the usual one, there's a separate, like, finish line. You know, it's just slightly off the. It's not you know, it's slightly off the regular course, and that way, if there are other runners there, it doesn't get a little messy or confusing. Here's Noah's second one. Subject line: Still not the shoes? Question mark. Oh man, I'm already fired up from Norman. Now you give me this. Are you still shoe skeptics? With the times and records falling like dominoes, you have to be asking yourself if it's time to rethink your shoes. Don't matter that much stance. Uh, honestly, we see it even on the youth scene. Uh, he's talking about in Oregon, with the exception of Rupp Pre. And one other runner, Eric Logson. All the other top high school 3,000 times have been run 2019 to 2022. For the record, I don't think these kids are doping, but they are doing everything else. Starting younger, training better, wearing dragonfly in races, training in vaporflies to protect their legs, really good cup coaching from ages 9 to 10, racing each other in elite time trial invites instead of doubling and tripling at dual meets. And they all seem to think 810 to 815. He's talking about for 3K as possible for a high school kid. That kind of running used to be untouchable time for all but the legends of high school running like Rupp and Pre. Now multiple kids do it every season. It's the perfect storm here. Oregon all-time best just for reference. So it's Rupp, it's Pre, it's Logsdon, and then numbers 6 through – well, four, sorry, 4, 5, 6 are 2022, 7 is 2019, and then 8, 9, 10 are all 2022. So – can we get your updated reasoning on why the indoor records keep going down meet after meet? Thanks. That is Noah in Oregon. Okay. I thought I waved the white flag on shoes like a year ago. <laughs> you basically – yeah, you pretty much have. I, and I didn't do it all at once. I didn't make it a monologue at the beginning of the show. Kevin was wrong about shoes. But subtly I've been inserting <laughs> comments in there. Um, I was wrong. I thought they'd have less of an impact specifically with track. I remember saying that I didn't – I thought, okay, on the road – because I I gave up the, on the roads for a while. But then I thought, all right, track, how much difference could it possibly make? Clearly it makes a difference. And I was wrong on that. I was wrong on the roads probably because I'm just skeptical of corporate marketing in general. I, I didn't buy it also because early on the evidence, while those of you who believed it would said it was exhaustive, I thought it was still we needed more information. Also, a lot of it was tied up in the – it was two debates in one, right? One was are the shoes helping? Two, is the byproduct of the fast times ruining the sport in all caps? And I just thought that was silly and always was silly. Um, so, yeah, I was wrong. I mean I, I was wrong. Clearly, the shoes are helping. The other stuff that he's mentioning also probably helps too. So you have a – confluence of factors coming together we could probably tease it out and figure out which one is the the most but i don't think you're ever going to get a clear picture of oh it's just this gordon and i were talking about the 
NCAA DMR, it's absolutely in, and the mile this year, right? But the mile and the DMR indoors because the DMR is heavily weighted by the mile. Like there's like 15 men's teams, Jason, that broke not not the most regent collegiate record that Oregon set when they had Hawker and Tier, but the 2021. Like 15 teams <laughs> this year are faster than what the collegiate record was in 2020. Like it's just it's just a different era. It's just a different era when it comes to those times. Uh, doesn't mean that the records themselves are going to tumble down and get crushed by a bunch. Well, yeah, in some cases, sure. But in other cases, like the one that Noah's bringing up, you have someone, you have these people at the all, top of it, the all-time list, that were just completely transcendent talents. So they're still up there. So if you're just looking at the all-time list, you're still going to have a couple – People that can't be caught even with the extra boost that the shoes are, are giving. But I think we'd be in denial if at this point you're saying the shoes aren't helping at all. And I don't think I've never said the shoes aren't helping at all. I want to make that clear. No, uh, I think you have. I think you have. I've, I've said that they don't help as much as they say. They definitely help. But 4% is still a comical overreaction. And I'll stand by that. What's forever? 4% on a mi- like a four minute mile? <clears throat> Or or what's that? What eight twenty for three? I don't know. Whatever four minute mile. Let's just say that four times sixty. What's that like almost ten seconds? Times what would be point oh four? I have that right. Nine point six. Wow, you're just a jerk with your freaking mental math. Yeah, I would say it's closer to five seconds, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, so it's two I mean, percent maybe. But there's, whatever. It, there's that's a so lot. many different factors, and shoes are one of them. I absolutely agree with that. Um, 4% is comical. Like, uh, again, 10 seconds in a mile is a, a four-minute mile is a apologize tremendous amount of time. To the foam. <laughs> um, we still have, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just like, and I do think they help certain people more than they help other people. Like, okay. that's, you know, so some, maybe some people are getting bigger benefits because we haven't seen, like, we would see just everything getting completely like it, it like you say like okay those you know the college relay you brought up like that's getting rewritten okay DMR, i don't know the history of the college dmr um i don't care about the history of the college dmr to be totally frank with you um it's like one of those that i'm just like i don't have any info on that but as far as um you know i mean we've had you know high school miles like they've been progressively getting more before the shoes and they've continued now yeah, more just, with it the just shoes. got supercharged though yeah i mean and it's yeah. like and also i do think you know Sports have gotten more specialized in general, so that's a piece of it. Like I said, I'm not denying the shoes completely, but it's like, yeah, you know, he, the NBA, like that, everything yeah. else. Like you're seeing like all these people who are just and yeah, he, he like I said he mentioned you know this this kind of super focused training and and things like that, which which do make a big difference. So yeah, the shoes matter. Um, I agree. It's you know to say it's like a, making a, a mockery of the record books or whatever is is not true. Um, Odds well, it's are. sort of it, it, it in a way it is just, but not at, maybe at the very very top because you still have all right the history of if you want to teach someone about the history of Oregon track and field like you're going to mention Rupp and Pre and you're still mentioning Rupp and Pre because they're one and two, but maybe if you're saying here's the 50 best times and 46 of them come from 2022 and 2021, that's a little bit more difficult. For sure. And I think that's always been true to an extent. Like, I mean, 
that's always been a it's a not that concentrated thing. though. Not no, it, it it yeah, if I, it's it's gone up, but it's not you know. Uh, I don't know, like in like high school times, like I don't know how much to take out of that in general. Um, well, but it's everywhere, right? Like, so I mean, my my college example. It's it's basically everything is like five sec. I don't. Know, this is a rough estimate, but it feels like for the mile, everything's five seconds faster than it used to be. It's just just don't, like the the breadth and depth of of how fast these these athletes are running. Um, and the DMR, the D, I just used the DMR just because I saw that today. I was looking at those. Numbers. Yeah, I mean that's such a weird like mixture of of events too. It's like okay, like I mean that's that's. But it that's all comes fine. down to the mile. It all comes to the mile and to a certain extent the twelve, but the, the four and the eight are immaterial basically in that in that. Don't at me, four and eight people. But like, <laughs> right, I mean, but they kind of are, yeah. But you have a you have a situation where the record, um, was like nine twenty four. Nine minutes twenty four seconds in twenty twenty, and then as I mentioned, fifteen teams this year have run nine twenty three or faster. And some of the people running those mile anchor legs, you like they're not necessary. They're not NCAA champions, right? They're splitting three fifty four, three fifty five on these anchor legs, and they're going to get fourth in their conference meet or something like that. It's just it's hard to make heads and tails. Of all of it. But I think part of the reason why I was slower on it was that I was looking more towards the, just the very top of the sport. It's like, okay, well, if that time isn't getting into the top 10, then yeah, and it's what's still, the big deal? You know, so I'm just being a snob. But where it did is women's marathon. And that's on the roads where we have everything coming from 2020 and on, basically. No. Yeah, we I know we talked about that before too, where you know the women's marathon obviously is is popping considerably, but several years after the men's did for some reason, like, and you could I I just I don't buy the well it took them a minute to get used to it, but okay, but the men didn't have the same yeah. exact jump well, I like I mean it, that's that's why it's imperfect right like I said I'm not denying that the shoes are helpful because they obviously are, but I just think it's like people were like no it's the shoes man it's like okay that's not an argument (laughs) like it's just it's not there's enough things against it where that it should just be this universal jump and it's not and you know i think i think it's a number of factors like i said it helps i think some runners more than others i'm not smart enough to know what goes into you know if it well the training thing is interesting too the training thing like if the shoes are helping athletes train more effectively and harder and not get injured that's right that's and a it, huge deal that that's is and then it, but is that like the shoes are making you fat or they're just like you found a healthier way to train like that's where it gets like <coughs> where the shoes are that would be to me that's a bigger deal than how they're actually even helping you in the race yeah and if he, you can train through those kind of things but i guess he, it's a different kind of is it the shoes question yeah he's not saying it's illegal or it should be illegal or we no, should no no and i'm not even i'm not even specifically you know to noah here like this is just like kind of in general i'm just if you were just looking at if you had a graph and you just showed it to somebody with all these things point you know all these things plotted on it someone's going to ask you hey what happened right here like it's it's got to the point where it's it's very noticeable it's not just a couple because maybe over the course of time it's like things go up things go down or but when you put it all together it's 
and you could go to high school state data. You could again, you go to NCAA data. You could look at longer lists um, for the pros that are you know are outside the top five, and it's, it's going to show up pretty much everywhere you look in in distance running. The depth is it seems is the biggest thing for sure. It seems like you know like you said, yeah. the amount of things like that. But yeah, at the at the top of the the leaderboards, which it should affect them too, right? Like if if it's the shoes, it should the, the like the all the all time lists should be just dominated by the last two years. They should look like the women's marathon, right? That's well, that's what we should be seeing, and we don't. No, not well. In some instances, we do like the marathon, but I guess Cosguy was wearing super shoes when she ran that in Chicago. But like pre and rup, you're talking about <laughs> generational talents. There's going to be a pre and rup that come along in the next 15, 20 years in Oregon. And I think what Noah would say is they're that same level of talent combined with all these other things, then you're going to get the records broken at that point. But there's still these people that are, that were so good that are hanging out there that are above reproach when it comes to breaking these records. And that's why you still have, I mean, Ginzebe Dababa's, 350 is still there. I guess the men's 3K just went down indoors, so we can't talk about that one. But there's f- there's fewer and fewer. Yeah, and, and indoor 3K, like okay, fine. But that's Daniel Komen indoor 3K. No, watch, hey, you, you know I mouth. love you know I love me some Daniel Komen for sure. Um, Wait, but so I mean, like, like you know, in the last whatever the super shoes or the you know five years or whatever mm-hmm. length you want to give that to. Um, there's there's been some incredible times run, of course there has. And there's also been like there's all time greats running at all times, right? I mean, like across different events. Maybe not every event has an all time great going currently, but there's always there has been all time greats going right now, and that yeah. will continue to happen. And some of them will break world records, and that's kind of the way the sport works. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not the Chepta guy breaks the world record, right? That's that that gets you like, oh my gosh, there's something changing. It's that 17 of the top 20 performances have all come from the last three years. That's the thing that makes you think, all right, well, what's what's really going on? Yeah, no, like I said, yeah, it's definitely the depth. Like, I mean, like I said, I'm just looking at like all-time lists now and there's still a ton of mix, you know? Like there's, yeah, there's a good amount of 2022 and stuff too. Um, but also I, you know, I, I think... Like I said, the shoes absolutely matter. I'm going to keep saying that so people can't say I'm a I'm in denial uh, about this. But like the wave light and everything else, and the the training and all this different stuff, like the the technology that's just happened over the last hundred years in track that continues to happen. It's just you know, and I'm sure it's this is the kind of arguments that people have always had is this new thing is killing the sport because it's. Well, that's Dude. the problem. I think it got wrapped up too much in that, and we were responding to that. I won't speak for you, but I was responding too much to that. I think it got really wrapped up in Kipchoge, so it became a, a Kipchoge argument instead of a shoe argument. Um, I think I'll go the other way on the lights. I think the lights are overrated. See, I, I disagree. Think, I don't think the lights help that much at all. I I will. I'll be a light truther. On I'll take that side. Like and I'm not saying they're like crazy, yeah. You know, right? Like they 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 are the all the difference. But I do think in the late stages of race where you don't, you know, where you're trying to stay on record pace, I think having that that signifier where you're at is huge. 
All right, Thomas. Obviously, th- flights literally only matter for like world record performances. So it's like it's such a small data sample, but I think I I, I do think they matter. I don't think they're lo- I don't think they're looking at them. I don't think it matters. I think it's a cool thing for the viewers to see. But again, maybe may you know you could throw it in the pile though with the other stuff, I guess. If I had to rank these, no, I'm not going to rank these. But there's a he compiles a good list. I'll say that. Of, of no, reasons he does. Why it would be faster? Yeah, than it was. And it's like, yeah, it's it's, it's tough. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, I said I've just been looking at lists, and then you just go like, hey, what happened to the hundred? Well, from 08 to 2015, not just Bolt, but like, why are all the fastest times in history at the same time? Well, that's the other part of it too. Then we got into the oh, this right, the the sprint spikes are revolutionary, and they're going to change the game. And I don't know, maybe. Those 200s in Eugene were fast because of the spikes, too. But it wasn't the same level of, you know. Like, you look at the all-time list for Yoda high schools and NCAA and things like that. It's not dominated the way it is mid-distance and distance. So, I think it's clearly the longer they're running, the more that that stuff matters. And I also think some of his points tie into other ones because – you run a little bit faster because that increased technology, and then you have this idea of what's possible. I think that's huge. Yeah, I mean, I always talked about that. Like that is a huge thing. I think. And then you're getting in race. You're running all these all star meets, as he's mentioning, or whatever national championship type meets, time trial meets. You're not running six events and specializing. So then that that helps too. But all of it, I think, start like it starts to snowball, and it starts with the with, with the improved technology, and then goes goes from there. All right. Thanks for all the emails. I think we're going to leave it there, unless you have anything else. No, that's good. Okay. Oh, 100 minutes again. Yeah. You're just crushing Michael Norman on the show. It's ridiculous. Man. <laughs> I, I like, did. I like Michael Norman, man. I do, too. I don't dislike the guy. I think it's a terrible idea. I just... I don't think it's that... It's a, I guess terrible would be the word I would use. Strange. That's fair. Strange is the word. I mean, I would go confusing. with strange as well. How about confusing? That too. I'm still going with terrible, but (laughs) that's that's me. All right. uh, We'll see you guys next week. Jess Gannis. I'm switching to a swimming podcast.